Good morning. Welcome. We are glad, so glad to have you with us. Truly the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I uh, am going to try to give the announcements. I'm feeling the presence of the Spirit of the Lord. And I am doing my best to stand under that presence. If you've never experienced that, Thank you, Spirit of God, for your presence this morning. Oh, I'm going to give the word of the Lord first. (laughs) Esther, Josh, would you stand, please? This is from Deuteronomy 34, verse 9. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses has laid his hands on him. So the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. Oh, Jesus, you're good. Joshua chapter 1. And it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, my children. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness of uh, from the wilderness and Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, at the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses. I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. And do not turn. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. I have commanded you, have I not? 
Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Pastors, elders, would you just gather around Pastor Josh? Life group leaders, who just, uh, I, this is a second commissioning for you. It's a second commissioning. Happened two and a half years ago. This is second. So, pastors, elders, uh, is Pastor Dave here? Yeah, he's getting good. And life group leaders, please, we just want to, I just, in the name of Jesus, power of God rest upon you, be imparted to you, flow through you, life of Christ, be made manifest, increase in the anointing of healing, increase in the words of knowledge, increase in wisdom, increase in discernment, And in the name of Jesus, church, this is a really holy moment. God, we honor you right now. We honor you right now. Oh. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. And to God, that you have your word, you have said that he who believes on me. And that is Pastor Josh. As the scriptures have said, Lord, we're looking for, we don't understand where this prayers, these prayers are going. Out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. It's to be. Yeah. River. River, river. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. We love him. I love him. We bless him. Scriptures say that people shook in the presence of God. They trembled. It says their knees even shook and hit one against the other says that they laughed, they danced, they cried, they shouted. Scripture says, shout to the Lord. Oh, church, can you give them a shout? Hallelujah. Any questions about any of this that has transpired, please ask. We have discovered that man is finite in his comprehension of the word and of our God. No matter how much study we give to it, we are finite and he is infinite. 
and we will not put him in a box. Sing it one more time. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wonderful, God. Wonderful. And he shall be called Wonderful. Counselor. Counselor. Mighty God. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. And Prince of Peace. Oh, God, we just thank you for your presence. When we know it, when we don't, and today in many ways we do, but some of us may not. God, we thank you for your presence that's real. We thank you for your unction, your anointing, it's real. We thank you for this great heart of God, that God so loved the world that he sent Jesus, a minister, uh, the Son of God, the minister of reconciliation to bring men to God. Jesus went about doing good, healing all those oppressed of the devil. We speak to that oppression today, and in the name of Jesus, you have to come down. Oppression, you have to come down. Not because we deserve it, because Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Oppression, come down. The, um, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, wow. Um, praise the Lord. So, if you have been in a, um, probably about two months ago, God sh- God was showing me something. I didn't fully understand it. And I probably still don't fully understand it. But he was showing me angels like bunched, bunched together around this place. Angels bunched like a bunch of them. And, and I didn't understand what they were doing because they weren't, didn't seemingly, weren't doing anything except looking looking into what was going on. And I felt like Holy Spirit said to me, there's a commissioning coming. And we need, Jesus has paid for everything through his blood. But there's an interaction between heaven and earth where angels are coming and going. And they're bringing stuff and taking stuff. And I don't understand how all that works. Except that the worship and the holy that we sang of is in the angels beholding his presence. I was pondering that in the worship time today as we started into that song. And sensing, feeling like God was saying, yeah, the angels, they worship and they cry holy. And 
then there's something that happens in heaven that says, now go and bring the stuff I told you to bring. Bring some of heaven to those people on earth. Bring it. And so we get it by the Spirit, but the angels are a piece of that puzzle. And uh, today, I'm aware that there are hearts that are really, really um, in need here, watching Jesus' name. Um, I want to, I, I, I guess I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to release the kids to Children's Church. And then I'm going to say to the, if you want prayer this morning, if you want prayer, if Holy Spirit's telling you you need prayer, Holy Spirit is telling you things like this. If, if this is what's come, going through your mind right now, um, it's pretty dark, it's pretty deep, it's pretty tough. I need prayer. Maybe you, maybe you don't have the I need prayer part. Maybe you just think you, it's just so messed up or something. But I believe God wants to minister to you. I believe he's assigned angels to bring stuff somehow. I, he's going to make it work. But I receive what God wants to do. I receive what God wants to do. So if, if you, I don't know that who that is and who that isn't, but I know there's desperate people and I know there's probably people here just a, a step or two maybe beyond desperation. In Jesus' name, you come right now. Well, different ones, just release people to pray. We just trust that God's going to move and minister. It's not just going to be me praying. It's going to be, I want life group leaders. I want People that, if, if you're anointed, you pray. If you're not, if you're new to us, maybe, maybe you know, we don't know you, then maybe you ask one of us to come along with you or something. But uh, we want to pray for you. So let's, let's just, and if we could just worship the Lord for a few more minutes and just pray for people, that would be uh, great. Thank you, God. I want to, I'm going to tell you a story while they do that because, and then I'm going to let them worship. So we're going to pray for you because I think there's probably more people that are going to want prayer. So this, uh, this picture is a picture, of course, of myself. It's 10 years old. It's me and Josh and Dan and Dave. And it's taken at a, a location that's, um, it's when I was, um, where I lived from when I was five to when I was 10 years old person taking the pictures oh I, you can't see that picture why okay we'll check again sorry for that thank you Nellie just wait for you and if not I'm just going to tell a story because I'm not there you go thank you father so me and Josh, and uh, attitude of worship, you can take your seats, please. And uh, please, if you want prayer, come. We can, we roll with that. We can roll with that. So please don't let it bother you, and let's just work together. So I lived here when I was five years old. When I turned six, I had my sixth birthday there. And just after my sixth birthday, my mother left our family and left. I was the youngest of five kids. 
my heart was broken and crushed. So that site is the site of my greatest devastation in life. I think, I think my greatest heartbreak. When I was um, another four and a half years later, my, my father, who was an alcoholic, but he was a dad that, that I loved, and he was the only security I had, my dad passed away. I was a crushed, shattered person. But in that crushing and in that shattering, I was also, I, I also had, um, I had taken in a deep wound, deep, a deep wound. And some of us, we understand in degrees, we understand in degrees what goes on when that, your heart gets broken. Pretty much everybody's had their heart broken. When your heart really gets broken, the wind or the spirit kind of gets knocked out of you. And often, it's a very, the most vulnerable time of your life. And things come in. Accusations against God came in in my life in those two events. Beliefs about myself came in in those two events. They're, they're lies, but they came in, and I believed them. This picture was taken 10 years ago, but it takes me back to when Pastor Josh was born. To my best recollection, I had only held one baby in my life. I only held one baby, and it wasn't by choice. It was somebody just put the baby in my lap because they knew babies made me uncomfortable. Didn't know why. And I was. I was incredibly uncomfortable, so I, I didn't pick them up. But when Pastor Josh was born and I saw him, my heart changed. I felt it. It was the first time I looked at a baby and I thought what everybody else would always say. They'd say, oh, isn't he beautiful? Isn't she beautiful? They'd say things like that. But I literally thought that he's beautiful. I have two grandsons in that picture. My heart changed that day. I have two grandsons in that picture. A dear, a dear friend who's gone to be with the Lord, Helen Gates, when Dan was born, so Dan's around, he's six, almost seven in that picture, I believe. And when, But when Dan was born and I held Dan, she said, Helen said this to me, she said, I've seen many brides and many wedding days, and they glow. But I've never seen one glow like you glow when you hold that grandson. So here's what I'm saying to you. God has a plan to heal the deep, deep stuff in you and in me. God plans to heal that stuff. God has the power to heal that stuff. You do not have to live deformed. You don't have to live crushed on the inside. You don't have to just get over it. God is the only way to reconcile the trauma and the blessing of life. 
and bring those two things together so you can have peace. We cannot do it in our own strength. But some of you have have that hard to reconcile thing going on inside of you. I'm not going to ask you to come forward right now, but I'm going to ask you if that's you, I'm going to ask you to stand up where you are because I want to pray for you. If that's you, you you have those deep sorrows. Thank you, Father. Come on, there's several standing up. Come on, if it's you, don't don't stand up if it's not you, but if it's you, don't say no. Don't say no because this is deep stuff, but God's a healer. It's Father's Day. And that father, he didn't decide it's Father's Day. Maybe Hallmark or somebody did. But here's the truth, that that father yearns to bring all of us home to his heart, all the way home, all the way home. And God, as I pray, if it's you, you stand up and you claim your promise. Please take a step, just a simple step of standing if it's you, because... In the name of Jesus, this great Father who has all the power in the universe, who allows tragedies and traumas and hurt to happen for reasons beyond our understanding, gets on his knees to cut down where we are, gets down as low as we are, as deep as we are, as dark as we are, under all the junk that comes on us, that God comes down to us in Jesus. Jesus was dragged through the mud. Jesus was cursed to lift the curse. I speak to curses now that have come on these loved ones, these dear ones. In the name of Jesus, the curse goes because the cause for the curse is resolved in the love of the Father through Jesus. And we bless, I bless the love of the Father to come into these hearts in a fresh way as these hearts open and say, God, I will let you touch that place. I will not hold you back from that place. I open my heart to you to come into that place. I receive, I welcome you to come in. Even if I'm afraid, I welcome you to come in. Even if I'm even if it hurts me because I don't want that place open because it hurts so much. But right now, I welcome you to come in. In the name of Jesus, the curse breaks. And that component of that curse that's been rippling, was rippled through generations to get to you, to get to me. We cancel it and we speak peace to it. We command it to stop in the name of Jesus. We speak the well-being of God into souls. His name is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord who brings peace, contentment, wholeness in the heart. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. And Lord, I speak that Father's blessing over these sons and daughters in this place and particularly those that have gone through real heartbreak if it wasn't a father that did the heartbreak the father in heaven allowed it and we didn't understand it and we were crushed just shattered so in the name of Jesus that father's blessing 
The Father says to you today, I love you so much. When I sent my son, my heart was wide open. And I knew it was going to be painful. Painful for Jesus. Painful for me. But the Lord says to you, I was thinking about you and I am thinking about you. My love is for you and my love is increasing. And there is a flow from heaven opening toward you, an increased flow from heaven opening toward you and increasing. Let your heart fully open. I know you've hurt, but let the hurt come to me. Bring come to me in the hurt. Don't run from me. Don't hide from me. Don't hide it. Come to me. I am your healer. I am your helper. I am your wholeness. I paid for it. You're a son. You're a daughter in every way. Son of my love. Daughter of my love. I bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Jesus name you could sit thank you God thank you Father hallelujah thank you worship team I think I'm good thank you I bless our worship team I'm thankful for them and I speak and I bless increase to come into that team. Increase in the spirit. Increase in those gifted with a spirit of worship. Those growing in that gift of worship. With instrument, with their voice. I bless that spirit of worship in this place. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Eftha. We do have some Father's Day-like remembrances to give to any dads, and they're in the foyer. Please take them when you go out. Thank you for uh, to Becky and whoever else might, if anybody else helped to do that. I, I love them. There's little cards in them. Some of the packets do not have a card in them. You can take your own card. So if you have a pack, you can pick up a packet without a little card in it. That, those cards, I read those cards. I love them. Each one of them, there, there's half a dozen of them or so or eight of them. And they're just so, they're just an, encur just an encouraging word and maybe a word that's just right for you. In Jesus' name. I just want to declare today that your God and my God is a healing God. He's a, he's a, he heals the heart, he heals the soul, but you gotta, you gotta let him. So, so in that picture, that picture captured some of my greatest joys in life some of the greatest blessings and the great sorrows, and it's captured there. So this pretty crusty guy comes to church for various reasons because there's a family member in the church and so forth. And he gives his heart to the Lord, and he's, he was a tough dad for his kids growing up. Let's just say often enough. People could be afraid of him. I remember multiple times my brother telling me, my older brother telling me he was afraid of my dad. And so I'm getting to know George, Patty Giles' dad. And one day I'm testi 
testifying. I call it a testimony. It was, it, it still had a lot of moaning in it, just saying, but, but God had done something, and that's great. And I bless everything that God's done in your life, even if there's still a lot of moaning. And I'm telling him about my dad. And, and I, didn't, I, I didn't really think of it until recently that perhaps I was describing him when I would describe my dad. But George had met the Lord, and George was changed. I was the pastor. He was the disciple. And I, I'm talking to him, sitting in a chair in his, in his little house, in his living room or whatever it was, and, and he looks at me and he says, so have you forgiven him? I'm just, I'm telling you, I literally physically went back in my seat. I've got hit so hard by that. Bam. You need, we need healing to go deep. Do you understand? If we've got a problem with father, 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 that father, I understand earth fathers mess stuff up sometimes, oftentimes, at least a bit. I won't go into my mistakes in that way. I don't think I am today. There was a place that father wanted me to go because this matters. Like if we're going to do this life with God and do stuff with God, him being father matters and you and I being able to reconcile with it matters. And for some of us, that's not an issue. But for some of us, we just like, I just want to talk to Jesus. I don't want to talk to the cranky old man. Whatever it is, we don't, we don't like, we're, we're struggling with something. But when Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, he starts with our, turns out most of us are struggling with relationships, some way, shape, or form, old ones, new ones, different ones, but we're like struggling with, well, I love a lot of people now, but I don't love them all. And, and God's like, do you understand? You're inviting me. You want me to come. You want to host me. I love them all. All of them. If they would repent, I would gladly take them into my heaven. Gladly. Be thrilled to have them. All of them. Whoa. Where's the church where that's going to come alive in? <laughs> right? Is it this one? Come on. Come on. We want to see miracles. But to catch up to the miracles, we have to catch up to our Father. Our Father. If I go to the family picnic, our Father. If I go to the place where I was born and grew up and awful things happened, our Father. Father, come cry with me. Come sit on my lap and let me heal it. Let's just say I was a pastor with a lot of work that needed to be done. <laughs> so I have great sympathy for somebody that met me in those days and said, he's not fit to be a pastor. Because <laughs> in some ways, they were, there was something, they were, they, there's a lot of work to be done in there. Sometimes, by the grace of God, if they'll submit just like you, just like me, if you'll submit to the process... You will be a very good, a great reflection of your Father in heaven if you'll just submit to the process which involves our heart. 
<clears throat> this might be, this parable might be as good of any biblical description of the Father, of what exactly is going on. And there's a lot of things that are going on. Then he said a certain man had two sons. Thankfully, this story just wouldn't be as good if it didn't have two sons, at least two sons. <laughs> and the younger of them said to his father, Father, young adult, we expect, give me the portion of the goods. I want my inheritance, and I want it now. Give me the portion of the goods that falls to me. So he divided to them. Okay, then. He said to his two sons, he, he took the wealth, he did, did, the, did the work, um, turned over stuff, whatever it would be in those terms, checkbook, whatever it is, deeds, titles. He did stuff so that both sons could receive their inheritance, what he had for them. That type of lavish, risky behavior is what you and I are depending on for God to be safe for us. Is he truly, is God safe for me and my heart? That behavior says he is. Because that's a behavior that says there is no cost. There is no cost too high for me to love you. No cost too high. Jesus' name, let it soak. Let the lie come out and let the truth go in, right? Let the lie come out. I had lies that had to come out. I'm pastoring a church. I got lies that got to come out. I love, I'm serving the Lord, but my heart's kind of wild in there. It's kind of broken and closed in many ways. Let the truth come in. Amen. Leif Hetland says, sonship is the first and most important ship. We got a deal. We got a deal. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together. Maybe he sold stuff that was given to him. I don't know. That, you know, in a parable sense. Journey to a far country. Where do you want to be, younger son? Not here. <laughs> Not here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be with you. Wow. For today's purpose, let's just say he got handed a million dollars. He asked for he asked for it. And all it took to turn that into cash, he asked for it and he got it. And there wasted his possessions. The father see that coming? I think so. The older brother see it coming? Probably. Did a bunch of other people see it coming? Probably. Would a bunch of people that saw the father give that son all that think the father really messed up? Probably. We've got to finish. Like if you're going to do this thing with God, if you're going to accuse God, you've got to do it God's way all the way. And then when you get to heaven, tell him he was wrong. Because you can't... <laughs> You can't see it until, until, it's, until it opens up and all of a sudden things open. I couldn't see what God would do in my heart. But I was terrified to open it because it had hurt so bad. Recklessly. But when he had spent all, doesn't say, 
Another no thank you for that phone call. <laughs> but when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land. And he began to be in want. Could have been months. Could have been a year. If it was a million dollars, I was just trying to think about this, just saying it was a million dollars, just to try and make it. And I was thinking, how long would a person with that mindset take to go through a million dollars? I'm going to bet you no more than six months. That's probably a long time. I'm going to bet you they'd just, they'd just blow it up. So he blows it up because they buy people stuff. And they do stupid stuff. And, and he joined himself. Then he went. So now he's in want. He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he, he sent him into the fields to feed pigs. This is his first job off the farm, off whatever it was that the man with two sons, right? And, and this is his first job off the farm, and now he's feeding pigs. Wow. Nobody but the father can see that he's on his way. He's on his way back home. Nobody else can see it. That hunger that need, that pain, that brokenness opens up that sun and the desperation gives that sun a chance to start looking, seeking, hoping for relief. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with pig food. Such an interesting thing. I don't remember ever having a service with this many phones went off. <laughs> like it's like that's just so interesting. Yeah, we don't understand either. Maybe maybe that's a, that's a uniquely heavenly way of saying boop boop boop. I'm trying to get your attention. You know, it's like come on. This is not a small thing. Angels ascending and descending. Not a small thing. Heaven coming to earth, not a small thing. I've seated you in heavenly places with God. Wow. I'm trying to show you heaven. I'm trying to show you how to bring some of what's there here. I want you to partner with me. A great partnership. So if that's true, why does he start teaching them to pray by saying, Our Father? Because <laughs> I think it matters this father thing matters. The deep place matters, and we all got to go there and finish it. If you're great there and your daddy was the most comforting person in your life, I'm so glad for you. And if not, I know another dad that really is, he's, he's really looking for you. He's pounding on the door like, I, I won't force my way in because I won't do it but I would love to be in there with you. I can help you. I can help you with that. We believe God's going to heal many in the days to come of these kind, many, many, many. So he, nobody's given him anything. He's, he's longingly looking at pig slop. <sighs> that looks good. <laughs> like that's bad. He's in a bad place. And he comes to himself or, or he's finally, he's thinking right Six months ago, who's your daddy? Oh, that oblivious, ignorant old man. 
you know, or whatever, whatever critical thoughts he could have of him. But he's thinking, right. And he sees a glimpse of his father. How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. Oh, what a great choice. His father, no idea how much his father is hoping for that. How much his father, like his father, he doesn't know because as it goes, he's saying, I'm going to tell him I'm a sinner and then I'm going to say I'm not worthy because I'm not worthy. I, I thought I was great, but I stink. You smell the pig on me? I stink. Every way, inside, outside, I stink. But could I be one of your servants? Could you, could I take a bath here and then could you, like, could I be one of yours? He has no idea how much the father wants a great relationship with him after everything has been done. Shame, go in Jesus' name. Shame, that sense that I've gone too far, that I've done too much. Truth, you'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. And the truth is, that's not God's heart toward you. God's heart toward you is just like this one. It's gonna, he restores them. Just like this one. That's God's heart towards you. Even no matter the terrible thing that you did. The terrible thing that happened. He arose and came to his father. He went. He ran. But when he was still a great way off, I don't know how far a great way off is. It's, it's a ways. When he was a great way off, his father saw him. His father saw him. Now God sees timelessly. God sees everything. I don't know how he can take it all in, but he does. So he sees my tomorrow. He sees my yesterday. But you and me, we dream. <laughs> Sorry for the, that takes me back to It's a Wonderful Life. Another angel getting his wings. Yeah. You know, another book. Of <laughs> so. Holy Spirit, you're doing something, and, and it's like, it's just so interesting. And I'm, I just bless that, what you're doing in our hearts, that you are, you are, I was terrified to have my heart opened again, fully opened. That place, terrified is the best word I can think of. I had no idea that I locked up things. So tight that I could, I could pray, I could preach, I could minister to people, I could lead people to Jesus. But there was a part of me that wasn't, wasn't, I wouldn't let out. I couldn't let out. I didn't know how to let it out. I didn't know how to recognize it. It was hidden. It was, uh, and I was okay with it. But I wasn't okay with it. It wasn't good. The father saw him. I'm just going to say this for parents if you have, situations I want to say this to you I think I'm speaking to some people a very powerful thing believing a very powerful thing believing believing for your child very powerful don't minimize it how does this father see it I'm just telling you God has dreams for you about your, your child if your child's not where they belong God has a dream for you See the dream 
not where the child's at physically. See the dream where God's bringing them. See the dream of God calling them. See the dream. See the vision of God joining them. Let your heart go to God, not forcing your kid, not putting guilt on him one more time. I'm just going to I'm just going to try one more time to talk to them. Translation, often, too often, I'm going to guilt them one more time. I'm just going to pound them one more time. I'm just going to tell them, you are wrong one more time. Can't you just stop it? Can't, and we're going to just do it one more time because I love them so much. I know you love them. How does this father let them go? Because he loves them. Because yeah. he recognized the truth. I don't have your heart. I don't have it. And if I'm ever going to get it, I won't ever get it by just holding on to you so tight. I won't ever let you go. Give them to God. Give them to God. And you and God pray together. You and Jesus pray together. You and Jesus believe together. Whether it's here in the earth or in heaven, believing for that day when that reconciliation will be complete. The son said the words, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I'm not worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe, put it on him, put a ring, a good one, <laughs> the family, family, he's, he's part of the family on his hand. Sandals on his feet. And bring the fatted calf here and kill it. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And the party started. A great party. I want to to say something to you. Before this parable happens, there's another parable. Some people think it's part of the parable, but there's another parable-ish. And it's the lost sheep and the good, she- and the good shepherd. Now, I'm, and I'm going to just remind you that he says, a shepherd has a hundred sheep, and when one of them wanders off, he leaves the sheep, and he goes and finds it. And then he puts it over his shoulders... And he brings it back rejoicing. And he invites friends over and he says, I found my sheep. Is it possible, this is true, this is true of me. Is it possible that it's true of you too? That I had a mindset that expected God to guard the pen so carefully, to guard the flock so carefully that that little sheep can't get away. And when the sheep gets away, we get ticked off. That's not the heavenly model. Free range sheep. We, we, turn, we, get, he, we, get, we get turned loose and we get into stuff. And other people get into stuff. And we kick each other and bite each other and do things. We do things. And... He goes and looks for us. And he knows where we are. And he wants to bring us back. If we can't reconcile ourselves to a shepherd that lets the mess happen, 
I think we're going to struggle with getting near a father that wants to impart this love to us and wants to help us with our heart because our heart won't open yet because we won't get near because we're still trying to make him not be that kind of shepherd that lets sheep wander around and get into stuff. Let God be God, right? Let God be God. We got to warm up to doing it your way. You let me free. And in that freedom, you called me home. You let them free. And I did. I did. Maybe you did too. I hurt some people in my freedom, my privilege, my whatever. Maybe you did too. Come home. You still wanted me. You still love me. I want to, I'm, I'm going to, I want to say something about, I'm going to, yes, I am. Father leaves the party. I'm just going to tie it up. Father leaves the, the party because the older brother comes home. The older brother who, if I understand how he divided to them his wealth, right, then I think the party's at the son's house, the older brother's house. And I think the fatted calf is the older brother's fatted calf, but the honored father, which the son says he honors, the honored father has privilege, so he can do stuff. But the older brother doesn't like what he did. Doesn't like it at all. And he gets in his father. He won't come into the party. The party the father is yearning to have And he's now having the party. And this son who claims to love his dad will not come into the party that the father, that that dad that he loves is loving to have. I love this party. He's back. Hallelujah. I love this party. And the older brother, I'm not going in there. Your brother, not my brother, he's dead to me. That's pretty much the sentiment. So he goes out. Leaves the party. Father leaves the party. I believe Father leaves many parties to come for you and me and to go for others. We've got to get used to, used to it. Let, it. let God be God. And, son, your brother was dead and he's alive. And, and, and the older brother says, wow, this guy is like capital J jerk. He's bad. He's toxic. He's poison. And I never was like that. I always obeyed you. This isn't what the parable says, but I could picture it saying this. No, you didn't. One time. One thing. Do you remember me telling you to love him? Do you remember me saying that? Can we talk about Always doing what I want, want you to do? That's this great heart of God. This great Father. I, I don't think there's a prayer I can pray that can make every Father question you or I could have. There, I don't know that there was a prayer that anybody else could pray that would make all my Father questions pop and just disappear. But I do believe that when we step in, step into, okay, Warm, happy place, Father. Warm, happy place. Not bad place. Good place. Good place. God, my heart's safe with you. God, my whole heart. Have my whole heart. Don't let any of it stay, be held back for 
because of wounds, because of old stuff. Don't let it be that way. And it closes with the father just saying, I think the father's going to now go back into the party and says, you should come too, basically. You should come too. And he's got to figure it out. I think, I think churches commonly go through things. And we've got to figure it out. Yeah, we've got stuff to talk about. Yeah, I'm not opposed to talking about, about wrongs suffered and failings and stuff. But we can't leave room for the lack, lack of love. Yeah. We can't, we can't, we can't leave room for a spirit of judgment yeah. on one another. This father is creating a testimony to a really messed up world of his love. And it's required that we would love each other. And then he would love to release his angels, release ministering spirits, release the body of Christ, his ambassadors, all of it, to saturate the community and then bring these people in that nobody, some of them, which nobody wants, like, really, nobody wants. But he does. Amen. And he wants to make princes and princesses and yes. kings and priests out of them. I love those testimonies. But we've got to be willing to get involved at ground level with some of these testimonies. Like, get, get down where the dirt is and get in that part of the, te- the making of the testimony. Just get... Jesus touches lepers, touch the leper, touch unclean. I'll touch him. You know, touch needs. Let's stand together. Please, dads, if you're a dad, or please uh, remember to just take one of those gifts with you. We just just something to say we're thinking of you and we bless fathering. Malachi 4, 6, he says, he will turn the hearts, that, I'm paraphrasing, that father will turn the hearts of earthly fathers to their children. God, heal and comfort those that didn't see that. A father's heart turned towards them physically. And he will turn the hearts of children to their parents. Ultimately, he's the great parent the great father. But Lord, make, I bless the church to be, to become more and more father's house. More and more that kind of hospital. We thank you for the ongoing testimonies and there's a number of them of reconciliations in families. But it's increasing. There's more to come. And there's families, there's families to be touched that aren't a part of this church. We bless the Father's love to increase in our hearts and lives. Bless the healing to come. And thank you, Father, for that. Just like we see that picture of that son hearing the impossible message, that what, what he couldn't believe would be possible, that that father would still honor me by calling me a son 
a son of his love, a son he delights in, a son he wants to be with. That's you, my brothers and sisters. I pray the impact of it will go deep and that we will respond deep from deep places and that we will share with the world around us. In Jesus' name, may God bless your day. And if you need prayer, listen to Holy Spirit. Your healing, healing's all around us. So listen to Holy Spirit. Last night, a woman came in with knee problems. She came in last night with knee problems. She asked for prayer for another situation. When we prayed for that, she asked for prayer for her knees. The cane that she walked in with, she carried out. <laughs> she felt. She said, It was a beautiful picture. It was a beautiful picture because she was, she was walking good and everything. She just said, I, I feel good. <laughs> so it's, my knees feel good. And one of them had been replaced and one was to be, to be replaced. So, God, I bless what you're doing. But just I'm telling you, we know God loves you. Yes. We know God loves you. We bless you in Jesus' name. And um, amen.